Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Would you in any way be the jerk for telling your in-laws about how your toddler has breast milk with his cereal? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for only buying my parents stuff that cannot be shared or taken while my brother and his family live with us? My brother, 32, has been knocking up his wife, 32, since they were in high school. Their oldest is 13 now, but they have three more. She's a stay-at-home mom and he works as cleaning staff at a FIFO camp. It's pretty good money, but they waste a lot of it. They have multiple gaming systems and the two oldest kids have very new iPhones. I, 28, live in the loft above my parents' garage. I do not pay rent because my folks want me to save up for my future. I help out around the house and I buy groceries for my parents as well as myself. My brother and his family live in the in-law suite in my parents' basement. It was supposed to be a rental to get them some extra money for when they retire, but after my brother lost his job because he would not get vaccinated, our folks let them move in. I also love to buy them gifts, but my brother and his family always needed exactly what I happened to give them. For example, I brought my mom a very colorful bag from Colombia called a mochila. It's just a woven cotton shoulder bag made with very vibrantly colored yarn. My niece, 9, saw it and wanted to use it for a project at school, where she promptly lost it. I got my father a bottle of Van Winkler bourbon since he loves to have a drink after a long day. My brother and his wife found it and drank it mixed with orange juice because it was so strong tasting. So now I do other stuff. I took my mom to go see Anastasia and I got us really good seats. No one else was invited. I took my dad out for a steak dinner and then to a speakeasy in our city and treated him to a $160 cocktail. These are things my parents love doing but won't waste money on. I keep the groceries I buy in my loft. I'll make deals for my parents and have them over, or I'll bring the ingredients and cook with my dad. My brother started asking why I don't leave the groceries in the freezer, fridge, or pantry that they have access to, and why I stopped buying my parents' gifts. He says that I'm living there for free, and I should give them more. I asked him how much he was paying them in rent, or how he was contributing to the household, and he said he was tired on the weeks he was home and that his wife and kids were too busy to help. I work a full-time job. I volunteer at a cat rescue, I do theater sports as a hobby, and I still manage to help with yard work, housework, errands, and helping with my grandmother who's in a locked-in facility for dementia patients. I pointed this out and he said I was being a little bench. I said I wasn't stupid enough to leave anything around that he or his family could steal. Now we're fighting and my parents are upset. His wife called me a jerk for not sharing the treats I buy for my parents. I can afford to buy treats for my parents and I, but not for five more people who do not contribute. So I think this is a pretty easy one. I think it just comes down to, are the gifts you're buying for specifically these people? Are the groceries that you're buying specifically for you or just a couple people? They're essentially like five roommates and they're getting upset that they're not getting access to the stuff you buy. I don't think OP's wrong here, especially when you go out of your way to get gifts for people and they get snatched up. 
Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, it would be amazing if you left a like or left a review if you're listening to my podcast. That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to share my vacation home with my in-laws for six months after they sold their house without consulting me? Background, my husband, 35-year-old male, and I, 33-year-old female, have been married for five years. We own a beautiful vacation home on the beach that we built ourselves and use throughout the year. My in-laws, 60s, have always been welcome guests, visiting for a few weeks here and there and contributing financially towards maintenance costs. Last month, my in-laws suddenly announced they were selling their house to downsize and move into a tiny condo. Apparently, they've been secretly harboring this idea for months, never mentioning it to me or my husband. They plan to close on the sale in two weeks and then move into our vacation home for six months while they figure things out. I was floored. This house is our sanctuary, not a retirement home extension. We use it frequently, have friends and family booked to visit throughout the year, and rely on the income it generates during peak season. My in-laws, on the other hand, haven't lifted a finger on the property themselves and contributed only minimally. My husband, bless his sweetheart, is more understanding. He feels bad for his parents and believes we can make it work. His in-laws, sensing my resistance, are now guilt-tripping us, claiming they have nowhere else to go and offering to pay significantly more than their usual contribution. Am I the jerk for refusing to let them move in? On one hand, I feel obligated to help family in need. But on the other, this feels like an outrageous imposition on our personal space and finances. See, if this was a situation where they were in a legitimate pinch and they had nowhere else to go and this was some unforeseen massacre of bad luck to them, I could understand feeling like, okay, we'll take the hit and help them out here. But this is something premeditated. They said, oh, we'll just move ourselves voluntarily into their place for six months. They just sold their house. They just had a huge income of money. It's not like they're homeless. They just sold one. I think anybody would find that unreasonable. Our next story is, am I the jerk for preemptively striking against splitting the bill at group dinner? Title says it all, but here's the story. I was invited to a group dinner and decided to go. I usually decline because the two couples in this group are freeloaders and split the check type. They order expensive items on the menu, appetizers and cocktails while I get a moderately priced dish and a Coke. I was told they wouldn't be there this time, and that's why I decided to go. Well, they were there. I didn't bother asking what the story was because it didn't matter. I knew what was going to happen come check time, so I excused myself, went to flag down my server, and asked if he would please separate my bill from the others. He agreed. When time came to pay the bill, I handed the server my credit card and paid my bill. I tipped 25%. The freeloaders went, oh, I thought we were splitting like we always do. To which I said, oh, well, you're bad. But this prompted two other people in the group to ask for separate checks too, which the server happily did. After I paid, I told everyone goodnight and went on my way. The next day I got a text from another person in the group, nine total, the two freeloading couples and five solos, that I was a jerk for doing that. They do normally split the bill as it gives everyone a chance to have a nice meal they couldn't otherwise afford and it also makes splitting the 20% group gratuity easier. I told her I would not be guilted to staying within my means and not paying for moochers. Then I said the only reason why I came was because I thought the mooch couples wouldn't be there because they've been doing this for years. Still, I'm being accused of disrupting the group vibe. Did I? 
I would think not because of the two that also asked for separate bills. I mean, could OP have maybe have made it a little bit better by not being secretive and just being upfront and honest that you're just going to pay for your stuff? Sure, but is OP a jerk in general? I don't think so. It's totally fair to want to be a part of a group dinner and not feel like you're on the hook for paying a lot more for other people's food. Unless this was a we all agree upfront we are splitting the bill equally, you can't be the jerk for that. Our next story is... Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Am I the jerk for helping to pay for my niece's wedding so she doesn't have to involve my family in the wedding? My 32-year-old female, brother Nate, 49, married his first wife and had my oldest niece Zoe, 24-year-old female. Nate cheated on Zoe's mom when Zoe was six and they divorced. Zoe's mom took her to another city and Zoe would come to us for summer vacation. Nate moved his girlfriend in after the divorce and they had Kim, 17-year-old female. I've always sent Zoe Christmas and birthday cards. She would send me a message a few times a year for updates. We're friends on a few social media platforms, but we're not very active online. Last year, Zoe said that she's getting married. Our family was happy for her, and Nate said that he would help pay for the wedding since both Zoe and her fiancé are both only 24. Zoe thanked him and went about planning her wedding. Recently, Nate found out that Kim is just a guest in Zoe's wedding. He told her she should make her only sister the maid of honor. Zoe said the position was for her best friend who's been in her life since she was 10. Nate was not happy but then suggested Kim could be a bridesmaid and Zoe said no. That although she feels bad for feeling this way, Kim is the proof of him cheating on her mom and she's uncomfortable having Kim as anything other than a guest at her wedding. Nate then said Zoe needs to make Kim a bridesmaid or he'll pull all the funds from her wedding. When I learned of this, I lost it on my family, especially my parents, asking why can they back Nate up on such a thing. 
They said they agree that it is a little mean, but this needs to be done to keep the family together. How can Zoe get married and not have her only sister involved at all? I happen to be doing rather well financially. I called Zoe to console her and asked her how she planned to proceed with the wedding. Zoe said that they would scale down the wedding. It would be a shame, but it was the only way her fiancé and she could pay it on their own. I asked for the difference, and since it was just only over 10k, I told Zoe she could consider it a wedding gift from me, and she could have her dream wedding. Zoe was ecstatic. She said I gave her the ability to really have her wedding the way she wanted it. My family were mad at me when they learned what I did. Kim was actually crying, and said she was looking forward to being a bridesmaid at the wedding, and I ruined everything. Nate said Zoe wouldn't even let him walk her down the aisle now, and my parents added that all their extended family and friends will talk about how dysfunctional our family is. My family gave me such grief that I wonder, am I the jerk? I don't think OP's the jerk here. I mean, what was going on was kind of like an extortion, almost. Or at least an attempted one. OP swooped in and saved the day for her. This next story is, am I the jerk for not putting my child's father on the birth certificate? Throughout my whole pregnancy, he hasn't been there for me, meaning he was never there for my appointments or when I try to express myself about having a baby and a young age, etc. It was fine. I didn't really complain or say anything. I didn't feel that lonely because thankfully my family supports me. I'm in labor and my mother comes with me. While I'm going through contractions, my mom taps me on the shoulder and says, I'm sorry to tell you, honey, but I called your boyfriend and he said he can't come and show up because he has to work tomorrow. He also sounded drunk. The next morning, my baby girl is born, and I just felt so relieved and happy. Now it's time to name the baby, and I filled out the information and put myself on the birth certificate as the only parent. Boyfriend showed up and was acting excited, and had the audacity to ask me if I put his name on the birth certificate, and I said nope. Then he started calling me a bench and a hoe. Was I really a jerk for this? I mean, I don't necessarily think OP's the jerk, but if this guy does not want to pay child support and they become a deadbeat, him not being on the birth certificate is going to make that very hard to even consider trying to go after some kind of child support, at least depending on what state you live in. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not wanting to go back home to take care of my sick mom after her and her boyfriend kicked me out the day after my high school graduation last year? It was the day after graduation when my mom and her boyfriend told me that now that I was an adult, I had to move out and find a place of my own. Although it was unexpected, my mom and I's relationship changed drastically when her new boyfriend moved in. I tried to make a good impression because I wanted her to be happy, but the guy just seemed to have an issue with me. He convinced my mom to start charging me rent because I had a part-time job while still in school, even though he was jobless and living off my mom. He would go in my room, go through my stuff, and use some of my things without my permission. He even broke my laptop after using it without asking, but my mom saw nothing wrong with his behavior and always took his side. She would yell at me whenever I complained about how I didn't like him invading my privacy. He seemed very pleased with himself when my mom kicked me out. I didn't have enough to get a place, so I survived by sleeping on friends' couches as much as I could until they got tired of me and I had to sleep outside at times. Thankfully, I was able to get a second job through someone I knew, and I was able to save up and I just moved into a new place at the beginning of this month, after months of not having anywhere to call home. A few days ago, my mom's boyfriend reached out to me. Apparently, my mom had a stroke, and he tried guilting me into moving back to help her out because he got a job opportunity and has to move. I declined and told him that unfortunately, I'm too busy trying to be an adult. It doesn't look like I can take time off that schedule to do that, and then hung up. 
I'm not going to fault anybody for cutting off somebody who literally abandoned them. Not just abandoned them, but treated them second rate and then abandoned them. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my mother I would always choose my cat over my stepbrother? I, 16-year-old male, live with my dad. My mother lives with her new husband and my stepbrother, 13, both of whom I've only met once at the wedding. Her new husband doesn't want me to visit her at their place since he's worried about my dad knowing where she lives and visiting and trying to rekindle their past relationship, so she visits me instead. She wants me to spend time with my stepbrother but couldn't bring him over since he's severely allergic to cats, so she asked me if I'd be okay with getting rid of my cat. I told her not. She protested, saying that if I don't, then I won't ever get to know my stepbrother, so I told her I don't care and that I'll always choose my cat. My mother was rather upset when she left, said that I shouldn't have been so dismissive of her feelings like that. Update, I called her to talk about this, asked her if her husband is so worried about my dad knowing where she lives, why couldn't she just pick me up and drive me there? Dad doesn't have to know the address, he doesn't have to take me there. She was stumped for a minute before answering, and it just made things worse. She admitted she made up the jealousy issue to hide the real reason her husband doesn't want me over at their place. The guy has a couple of Patek Philippe watches that he's very protective of and is worried I might see it and not be able to help myself. She visits only half an hour a month, not because her husband only allows that much time, but because she was afraid I'd start asking questions. Though it would hurt me less if I believed that the issue is adult jealousy than her husband thinking I might steal from him. I asked her if she even bothered to stand up for me and tell him I would never steal his watches. She went silent. Then I told her that now I'm even more disgusted with her than before, when she wanted me to give up a family member for a kid I don't even really know, other than that one meeting at her wedding, and that she should be ashamed of herself. She said she was sorry and won't bother me again. So we're done now. No more seeing each other. No contact from now on. I mean, it literally all... Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Starts and ends right at... She'd asked me if I'd be okay with getting rid of my cat. And the whole proposal here makes just no sense at all. From top to bottom, the whole thing makes no sense. Opie's definitely not the jerk. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing to turn my heat down further to make my upstairs neighbor comfortable? I, 45-year-old male, and my wife, 42-year-old female, live in a house converted into an apartment. We've lived here for six years, have had two really good neighbors, and then there's the current one. We try to be good neighbors. We live on the first floor, the neighbor lives on the second. Each apartment is a separate unit with its own bathroom, kitchen, living room, electric bill, water bill, trash, etc. Each unit has its own heater and thermostat, which is where the issue arises. Last week where we live, the temperature dropped into single negative numbers during the day, double negative at night along with 13 inches of snow. My wife and I were reasonably cold, so I turned our heat up to 72 from 68 degrees Fahrenheit. Things were going well for that week, and the temperatures began to rise again, so I turned the heat down to 70. Two days ago, the temperature high was 29, it felt like 25, so I left the heat at 70. 
Our upstairs neighbor, female, I honestly don't know her age but I guess around 35 to 40, knocked on our door and asked us to turn down our heat because her apartment was 76 degrees. I apologized and agreed to lower it back down to 68. Later that evening, there was another knock on our door and it was her again, saying her apartment was still hot, she even brought her thermometer down, and requested that we turn our heat down further. I told her that we had our heat down to 68 already, but we would turn it down to 66. She didn't say anything but went back upstairs. My wife and I slept under two blankets. Yesterday, there was a note on our door from her stating that she's been nice and asking us to turn down the heat, that her apartment is still at 74 degrees and it's too hot for her to sleep. She, again, wants the heat lowered and said she would be comfortable if her apartment was at 68 to 70. Here's where I might be the jerk. I wrote my own note stating, Dear neighbor, I have complied twice with your requests and that's not good enough for you. If you haven't noticed, we have snow on the ground and it's still in the low 20s and 30s because it's winter time. If you're still hot in your apartment, perhaps you should turn down your own heat, buy a fan or open a few windows. My wife and I will not freeze ourselves to make you comfortable. Our temperature will remain at 69 until the winter is over and spring returns. Do not knock and do not put any more notes on our door. This matter is settled and placed it on her door. This morning around 5, she was being extra loud, stomping, slamming doors, and when I started to head to work, she called me a jerk before getting into her own car. So Reddit, am I the jerk? There's an incredible lack of logic going on here. If OP is setting their thermostat to 69, 68, 70, how is that keeping her apartment hotter unless her boiler is underneath her floorboards or something? How does you setting your thermostat to 70 cause hers to be at 76? Clearly there's some kind of disconnect, she's got some kind of space heater or something. A million percent it's her problem and OP's not the jerk. Our next story is, am I the jerk for saying my partner is the one that's lucky to be with me? So I, 23-year-old female, have been dating my boyfriend, 25-year-old male, for a year and a half now. We are very happy together, rarely argue, and are very much in love. For context, I'm a first-generation immigrant from a third-world country living in a European country. My boyfriend, on the other hand, is a native. I study robotics, and he studied linguistics, but is currently unemployed. Anyways, on to the issue. I've met his family a handful of times now, and at first they were very welcoming and lovely. I really thought they liked me, and then they started making comments like, Oh, you must be very happy you ended up with a guy like boyfriend. And, you're such a lucky girl to be dating boyfriend. I would smile and say that I'm very happy and he is indeed a thoughtful, loving man. This went on for a while until eventually I just blurted out, Oh, well, he's lucky to be with me just as much as I'm lucky to be with him. And his mom laughed and said, not exactly, and told me that I have to admit the perks of dating a native, and how men like him usually don't date girls like me. I found this very offensive and told her that I do love her son, but he is unemployed and probably will be for a very long time because of his useless degree, and that if someone is lucky, it would be him. Obviously, she got very mad and kicked me out, and I gladly left. My boyfriend wasn't present at that time, but I suspect his mother told him everything except the part where she was very racist, because he called me and was angry that I said he's lucky to be with me and that his degree is useless as if I'm better than him. I pointed out that it's hypocritical of him to say when his family does that to me every day and he never stood up to them. Anyways, now thinking back on it, 
I think I shouldn't have said that about him, and that my grievances with his family and not him. I can't fault OP in this situation simply because OP has been getting this grief for a long time, and their partner hasn't defended them on it, surely OP has made them aware of what's been going on. So I can't blame OP for feeling a little hung out to dry here and wanting to fight for themselves. Our next story is, am I the jerk? My daughter thinks I'm not contributing enough towards her college tuition. My daughter was 18 and a freshman in college. I'm a single mom and I get child support of about $1,100 a month. I make $80,000 a year before tax. She goes to a college that costs, after scholarships, $33,000 a year. Before she enrolled, I told her I would pay $2,000 per semester, and she would have to use some of her own savings and take out loans for the rest. The first year is paid for with very little debt, $5,500 in federal loans. Her father does not contribute to her tuition at all because he pays child support. She's upset with me because she thinks I should be paying more than $2,000 in tuition per semester, based on the fact that her father gives me child support. I pay for her cell phone, her car insurance, medical expenses, clothes, basically every expense that comes from having a child. Am I the jerk for thinking she's acting entitled? I don't think OP's the jerk, but if they truly don't want to be the jerk, they should break it down and explain how they're using that $1,100 of child support for the child. If they can do that and they provide a breakdown of how they're using at least most of it for her, then there's really no room to complain at all, is there? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my in-laws that my toddler has breast milk with his cereal? My son is 15 months, just over a year, and as such is still nursing. I don't see the point in giving him cow's milk and freezing pumped milk, so I just put my breast milk over his cereal or in recipes I'm going to make him. He does have cow's milk, just not regularly. My in-laws are currently staying with us. This morning, I put my son in his high chair, fed him his cereal, and left him to his own devices. My father-in-law was in the kitchen, so I left to go wake up my oldest. Anyway, I bring her down and find my father-in-law finishing my son's cereal. I laughed a little, but went along with my morning. When we all sat down to eat, my father-in-law commented that the milk in my son's cereal tasted weird, asked if it was off. I then told him that he had breast milk in his our milk isn't off. I swear, he looked like he was going to keel over and vomit. He was angry and asked why I'd watch him drink it and not tell him. My mother-in-law stepped in and agreed. I know he finishes everyone's meals, and I should have told him beforehand. I do agree that I should have at least told him when he was eating it, but to be honest, I thought he saw me tip it from the bottle. My husband's on damage control and has agreed with all of us. He understands all point of views, etc., So, am I the jerk for not telling them I make his cereal with breast milk? I mean, to be fair, probably should have spoken up and said, hey, that's not what you think it is that you're currently drinking. But, to play devil's advocate, could you not argue that it is inherently more natural to have drunk that than cow's milk? I'm just saying from the perspective of him trying to keel over and vomit. Definitely not the jerk for knowing especially that this guy has a habit of finishing other people's meals and not making it known what it is. Natural or not, just about anybody's going to be disgusted in that situation. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my son slash daughter-in-law they're awfully entitled thinking I have to run plans by them? My daughter, middle child, just graduated college and has started her job. She's the first in the family to do this, and I decided we need to celebrate. She's always wanted to go on a cruise, so that's what we're doing in the summer. My youngest birthday is also around the time, and he asked to go for his birthday present. 
My daughter agreed, so we're all going on a trip. My husband hates the ocean, so he's staying home with the dogs. My eldest, 26, is married to Bethany. I was speaking about the trip. This is when they both got upset they were not invited. I pointed out this was a celebration trip for his sister and a birthday present for the youngest. They told me they should have been invited or at least run the plan by them since they're part of the family. I had enough and told them they're being entitled if they think I need to run plans by them to go to a celebration vacation that isn't about them. They're mad and I may be the jerk. I got an info so I'll put information up here. We usually do a family trip once a year that everyone is invited to. That happens in October and is still happening. My son doesn't have a good relationship with his sister. I don't think he feels isolated. We see them both all the time. He's never mentioned anything about being isolated. He got a trip when he graduated high school. He can't pay. They're having a really hard time scraping by and I knew the answer would be a no. Also, my daughter doesn't like him. When he went on a trip, his younger siblings didn't join. Celebration trips are not family trips. I don't think Gopi's the jerk here because, yeah, it was never something that was done with him in mind. It isn't a family trip. It was never planned for anybody besides the people who are celebrating to go along. End of story. It is pretty clearly entitled for them to try to argue, well, you should try to include me in anything you do like that that's cool. Our next story is, am I the jerk for refusing my sister-in-law and her request to baptize her child during our wedding? I dated my fiancé for five years before we tied the knot. I have a great relationship with his parents and siblings, except one of his sisters, the golden child of the family. I've been able to keep her out of the way for the most part, as her family lives out of state. So my boyfriend and I got engaged and everything is going great planning with both sides of the family, until sister-in-law at the last minute requests that she and her family baptize their daughter during our ceremony. She'd even called our priest and he'd agree to combine the ceremonies. Um, what? I said no for several reasons, none of which were good enough, and I was apparently being unreasonable and selfish. My reasons were Catholic, and weddings are usually an hour. Tacking on a baptism would either make the ceremony longer or take time away from our ceremony. Our wedding was an evening affair, and the reception was only going to be about two hours. So even if it lasted 30 minutes, baptism and their photos afterwards, that would cut our reception down to an hour and a half. Her wedding slash reception was an all-day affair, FYI. The baby would be in the church, in the wedding photos, and at the reception. So seriously, who would focus on another wedding couple when there was a first grandchild nearby? Her reasoning? All the family would already be gathered for our wedding and it would be a good time for them, her family, to have it. And shouldn't I be accommodating for a first-time mother? They would only invite about four to six additional people to our wedding, strangers to us. And it would be easier on them because we'd already paid to have the venue and food for their short guest list, which we'd be paying for. It's the first grandchild and important to her family. I guess I wasn't a part of it yet and not included in this sentiment. My fiancé didn't have a strong preference either way, but supported how I felt on the matter. I stuck to my guns and said no, but we offered a compromise. We said we'd delay our honeymoon trip and they could have the baptism the next Sunday morning during Mass. I thought it was a great compromise, but sister-in-law was not thrilled. So that's what we ended up doing, but she still brought baby girl in full white satin lace to the wedding and was front and center in all the photos. And they brought their four to six extra friends to our reception without asking first. We never made a fuss about it. My issue is this. I still get crap from sister-in-law and it's been a couple of years since the wedding. 
snippy remarks made when it's only the two of us around, passive-aggressive comments in front of others, bridezilla labels tossed my way, a cold shoulder when I try to talk to her at holidays, etc. Like seriously, it was years ago and she basically got what she wanted, so why am I being treated like I was a jerk? Am I the jerk? Edit to address repeated questions. When this first came up, I said no. My husband took over handling this completely from there. He worked with his mom and sister. I didn't have to deal with anything besides initially saying no. Husband was point of contact after that. Granted, we didn't know she'd still show up with her guests to the reception or knew what her daughter was dressed in, but at that point we were having a good time at our reception and were focusing on ourselves. I only figured out she'd invited her friends when I saw the photos later. I don't know if she ever offered to pay because I wasn't in the conversation at this point. It happened right before our wedding and hubs and mother-in-law didn't want to stress me out. It was a short evening reception with a buffet. We had about 200 people total. Her passive-aggressive comments in the following years were very subtle. If she said something rude and if I or my husband called her out on it, which he did, she'd claim we simply misunderstood her. The rude comments or snubs she gave me directly in private, she'd also claim I misunderstood her or was blowing an innocent comment out of proportion. My husband has stood up for me, but our interactions with her are brief and only once or twice a year. So I'm not dedicating a lot of time trying to have a great relationship with her. She's a narcissist and I refuse to give her any drama to feed her addiction. It just struck me as odd that she's hung on to this incident for so long and I began to question if I might have inadvertently been the jerk, hence this post. I think it's pretty safe to say that OP's not the jerk. I mean, I get their argument. Everybody's going to be there, so it would be, I guess, a good time with that overlap. But realistically, nobody wants to have their wedding hijacked or have some kind of halftime show at their wedding, you know? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.